Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode four, four of the Out of Bounds podcast. You're rocking with two-thirds of the Out of Bounds podcast once again. You know, I go by the name of the Della Fashionista, also known as the James Harden of the Out of Bounds podcast, also known as the old head of the Out of Bounds podcast. And today I'm here alongside, introduce yourself to the people, bro. Yeah, Donnie, you already know who it is, uh, sports, film, and music journalist, um, Glad to be here once again. We got a great thing to talk about. Yeah, not only that, but we also begin diving to some topic that we normally do not discuss on this show. Because as you guys can see from the logo, we mostly cover basketball, football. But today, we're gonna be diving into the boxing world. We're also gonna be discussing some things within Major League Baseball. That a great Hall of Fame worthy player Albert Pujols just recently got designated for signing from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So we'll be discussing what might be best for him and his future going forward. And also, we're going to be touching on the Floyd Mayweather and Jake Paul social media scruffle. If we could actually call it that, you know, is it, you know, a setup as far as like um, for great things to come as far as like a fight with between Floyd and Jake Paul after he's done with Logan? Or was this just like a kind of like, you know, just a regular like little skit, like little storyline aspect of things to kind of like, Sub promote the fight, and and also, is this good for the sport of boxing? No, so we'll basically be discussing all of this and more. All right, so let's get to it, bro. Now, we've gone over this, you know, offline, but uh, we both saw the clips Floyd Mayweather and Jake Paul. Jake Paul snatched Floyd Mayweather's hat, you know, Floyd Mayweather got hot, you know, threatened to. And his life, you got dudes on social media turn into memes. Charmaine the God talk about, uh, like he's gonna tell his kids, his grandkids that this was summer 1965. They knocked we buck 50 cent clown him. Conor McGregor's getting after him, you know, talk about like Floyd should be ashamed of himself, you know, for getting involved with this. shit. So, where do you stand on this? From uh, a, a marketing and pure entertainment standpoint, I, I think it was a great idea. It, it definitely, for me, somebody who doesn't watch that, uh, boxing enough, it definitely got me hyped for it. Um, but I'm, I'm more so on the side of, I think all these YouTubers and other sports athletes are ruining the sport of uh, boxing. Interesting. It, it's definitely been on the decline in recent years um, and putting fellow YouTubers and just anybody you can find and just throwing them on a title card is just absolutely laughable. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got Jake Paul fighting Floyd Mayweather. I mean, yeah, I know it's for money and stuff like that, but come on, man. Floyd shouldn't have even picked up his phone for that shit. I think it's at this point, like, Floyd Mayweather, because, you know, like, well, actually, we don't know because we're not athletes or, like, big time service, stuff like that, at least not yet. But, um, you know, like, um, sometimes I think it's hard to walk away from, like, the public, from the, that public eye, you know, when you're so used to, like, you know, being the talk Walk away from it. Dude, dude is worth how much? Just, just leave. Just buy an island. And chill on that shit. You don't have to fight everybody that comes in your face. 
Duke about five hours at this point, but you know, like he's a fighter at the end of the day, you know. So like, no, 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 dude, sit your old ass home and just collect your million. Like you don't, you don't have to prove anybody because in the off chance that Logan Paul does knock him the hell out, then that tarnishes his legacy. I mean, but what are the odds of that happening? Though, like if Conor McGregor couldn't do it. He's one of the best strikers in the U.S. Changes shit has happened in the world of sports. I I mean, I personally thought that Floyd Mayweather can kick uh, Logan Paul's ass until I saw him face-to-face, and I realized that uh, Logan Paul has, like, two feet on the dude. That changes a lot. Now, you said that you don't really necessarily follow the sport of boxing, but... Do you feel like the Paul brothers, you know, because they're, they're YouTubers, like they're controversial, things of that nature, but they're very smart businessmen. That's one thing we got to get the credit for, that they're very smart businessmen. So, in your opinion, because I have my own thoughts on this, but as the old head, <laughs> I have my own thoughts on somebody that, you know, grew up watching boxing. But for you, do you feel like the Paul brothers have done enough to kind of like get you excited? About you know the sport of boxing because this ain't the first time. The Long and Paul, he had like a couple fights with KSI. Jake Paul fought Nate Robinson. He just beat Ben Askren like a couple of weeks ago, and that fight looked the stage to me. I'm not gonna hold you. That fight looked the stage to me. So with this right here, even though it's the wrong brother, because you'll think like with this guy could have been Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul, but I guess that would have been too obvious to the public, you know. So they had to use the younger brother. So. How so? Basically, what I'm saying is, are the Paul brothers doing enough to get you interested in the, in the sport of boxing? Yes, and like I said, um, I don't know much about boxing, um, but I do know I do search Twitter and all the social media sites to see what dumb shit that the Paul brothers have gotten themselves into today. Um, like like I said, they, they know what they're doing. They're entertaining. I mean, they're being talked about on ESPN. They're being talked about on this freaking show. <laughs> and a couple of years ago, they were fucking just YouTubers. Yeah. So I I think they know what they're doing, and it's purely for entertainment, and they definitely got me entertained. As far as for me, man, like, because I grew up watching boxing, so I've seen like so many of the greats, you know, from Sugar Ray Leonard, granted his past is prime, you know, when I started watching in the nineties. Prince Nassim Ahmed, Kevin Kelly, uh Diego Corrales, rest in peace, uh Julio Cesar Chavez Sr., Hector Camacho, Tito Trinidad, Miguel Cotto, Manny Pacquiao, um Marco Antonio Barrera, Eric Morales, Floyd Mayweather, when he was pretty boy Floyd, all that's some money made. Ricky Hatton, Zab Judah, Tyson, Lance Lewis, Evander Holyfield, Riddick Bow. So even currently with current fighters like Adrian Broner, Sean Porter, Keith Thurman, uh, Bud Crawford, uh, Javante Davis, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Johnson, Tyson Fury, Bernard Hawkins, who's retired right now, Roy Jones Jr., another retired fighter. But um, I grew up watching the sport, you know, so I was always interested because, you know, my family, like, my family loves boxing as well. So it was kind of like our thing. But um, and for me, like I'll always watch the fight where it's on HBO, Showtime, uh, ESPN, 
Fox, CBS, where case be like, there's a fight I'm gonna try to watch it. But I see how for someone like yourself, like it's I guess it's beneficial because like these Paul brothers, like they're very controversial, but also entertaining, and they bring a quality in boxing that has been missing. Boxing needs villains. Floyd Mayweather is a villain. You know, so it's been years. Many people are like, you know, I'm just gonna order this Floyd fight because I want to see him get knocked out. That's what they came to see. Now, the, now that shifted to the Paul brothers. Like, man, like these dudes, they so cocky. This and that. They, they like they run this sport. They, they know so much about boxing. I want to see these dudes get knocked the fuck out. So I guess in the sense it brings that they bringing back that element into the sport. But I could see how you know. Uh, Triple G or Canelo Alvarez or guys like that could be like, no, like this ain't good for the sport. Now, right. can you kind of sympathize for the boxers that kind of like, you know, make their living doing this? And now we have this, these outside, these YouTubers coming and making mockery of the sport. Yeah. And not just YouTubers. Um, You got uh, washed up old boxers thinking they have a chance and stuff like that. I mean, besides uh, Mike Tyson. That Tyson and Roy Jones, <laughs> that was like two uncles, man, fighting, fighting at the family reunion. That's how that looked. Yeah, I, I think people would just see boxing as a quick, made a uh, quick way to get a box. I mean, somebody wanted to reach out to me and was like, "Hey, I want to pay you like three million just to take a punch." I'd be like, "Sign me the fuck up." Oh yeah, absolutely. So I, I think it's just it's just a quick box. I think for most people. But I think it does destroy like the credibility of it all. Not the entertainment thing, because the entertainment has been on the rise. I think just the the credibility of boxing just having the best of the best pound for pound going at it. And it's not like that anymore. Well repeat that last part again. You said what's not like what anymore? Oh, I, I think uh for the credibility of boxing, it's it's ruined things. But on the entertainment side, it's it's great for boxing. But at the end of the day, um, I think it destroys the credibility of boxing being a the best of the best fighters just in a ring, twelve rounds just going at it or anything like that. Just pounce down man for man, being on each other. But is it really good though? Because this is this is the way I look at it. I look at I look at Logan, the Paul brothers, Logan and Jake Paul. I look at them as marketers, right? So what they're doing is they I guess they're marketing themselves as boxers, which basically they're bringing people in to watch them because they have their own fan base, right? And you have those are like you know like I follow boxing a little bit. I, I kind of you know I probably play like uh. Fight night back in the day, you know, so shit like that. So I kind of like I'm familiar with some bosses. I haven't really followed it too much because I haven't noticed like any superstars. I'm just speaking to like the general public, right? So they might see these Paul brothers like, mm, like they're promoting boxing, you know. So this seems like a sport, like boxing. That's a sport that brings everybody together because everybody loves to see a knockout, you know. Boxes like that yeah. train wreck sport, you know, like you want to see somebody get knocked out. It doesn't always happen, but you keep coming back for the thrill, for the chance of seeing it happen. So you see these Paul brothers come in, they're like very braggadocious, especially Jake Paul. Especially Jake Paul. Logan, yeah. not so much, you know, but Jake yeah, Paul. Logan, the Logan is the more of the chill one. Uh, I know he had some controversy 
uh, yeah. a couple of years ago, but he's he's somebody who has been able to change their image. Exactly. And he's he's now known as like the the cool, like low key guy, but it's it's his brother who's just like taking taking Floyd at man. Like first of all, you lucky all those cameras were there. <laughs> He's lucky all those cameras were there. I mean, I'll be, I'll, I mean, I'll be mad too if I didn't have a fresh cut and a shape of. <laughs> oh man, I'll be mad too. I'm looking at the way I'm looking. When I saw oh, the, uh, the the interview he did with like Barstool Sports afterwards, and I was like, oh, I see why he was mad. They took his dad. Dude looked like he's been working in the field for years. Oh, dude looked like his pops now. <laughs> 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 It looks like one of those dudes that tried to sell me two dollars for a swipe <laughs> at the Allegheny <laughs> Station. <laughs> no, no, you don't look like one like of those two dollars, man. Ah, oh, I'm good, baby. <laughs> man, I should should be shit on Floyd. I think of, man, Floyd could buy both of our lives right now. <laughs> but uh, Floyd look like those dudes that be like outside oh. Dunkin' Donuts holding the door with the cup in their hand. <laughs> I mean, but in all seriousness, so, like, if anybody uh, from Floyd's watching this, yo, contact me. I, I'll fight you. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight you. I don't want that type of smoke. <laughs> hey, this is a pretty <laughs> dude. Shit, so, I man. do. For a million? Shit. Oh, oh yeah, for a million. Oh, I'll take that. Most definitely. Most definitely for a million. Well, um, like I was saying, like the Paul brother, they're bringing people to the sport of boxing, but just to watch stuff. It's not really doing much for the sport itself. It's just like this shit is working out for the Paul brothers. So that's all I kind of say. Like I, I don't see how it's really helping the sport of boxing grow. Like it, yeah, it's putting you in the conversation, getting you on ESPN and stuff like that. First take, um, undisputed, and all those talk shows. But it's not gonna help a Canelo Alvarez. It's not gonna help a Triple G. It's not gonna help a Javante Davis. It's not gonna help a Terrence Bud Crawford. It's not gonna help an Errol Spence. You know what I mean? It's not helping these the actual fighters themselves. Yeah, like, I don't oh, think those, those people Paul even watch it. I don't yeah. even think those people entertain the thought of uh, uh nobody in their circle is like, hey, put on that uh that Jake Paul fight, let's see what's going on. Nobody professional fighters aren't worried about these fucking YouTubers. The only Floyd Mayweather did this for a check. He's not even worried about these YouTubers. Nobody, nobody cares about these people. I mean, look at uh, the Thriller Fight Club that they had that uh, was supposed to be uh, Jake Paul's first official bout against a washed-up wrestler. Yeah, bad. Rock the MMA, so I wasn't surprised. Yeah, and at the end of the uh, the match, they had those fucking TikTok stars, the Milio uh, sisters, um, handing Jake Paul the belt. And at then, that was probably the lowest point of boxing I've ever seen. Um, and they gave it to the wrong person at first. Um, so, like, what does that tell you? Come on, man. I mean, shit, like, boxing right now, I feel like the sports is in the combat, is in the Topics of conversation for the wrong reason. Yeah, Oscar De La Hoya making an uh, ass out of himself doing a Twitter broadcast, 
coked out and drunk out of his mind. You know, you got Snoop Dogg. You know, Snoop Snoop is a master concept. I get on that, but it's like, come on, you really oh, yeah. want the sport to be taken seriously, man. You can't have yeah, it. Yeah, like, Justin Bieber performing at the uh, the pre show or the halftime show. I don't even know what it is. Because I don't, I don't, not, I'm not going to tape a box. I can search well, on YouTube or Twitter and I was, about to, I was just about to ask you, you just going to order this fight? Hell no, I'm not going to order this fight. Why when then somebody's making a TikTok of it 30 seconds later? No, nah, be. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be taken down. <laughs> just like, well, on YouTube, it is. On YouTube, yeah, on YouTube. Black Twitter is too fast for that shit. <laughs> facts, facts. But um, I'm enticed. I'm enticed because I haven't really like ordered a Logan Paul or Jake Paul fight. But I'm intrigued about the possibility of Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul because you got people that hate the Paul brothers. You also have a group of people that hate Floyd Mayweather. So you put right. these two together. You want somebody, hopefully, hopefully this does not go to the scorecards. So I'm taking a chance at about 95 90 there's a 95% chance somebody's gonna get knocked out. So if if Floyd doesn't get knocked out, that will be all for nothing. If he doesn't hit the or touch the mat once. If if Floyd gets knocked out, if Floyd gets knocked out, that'll set black people back a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> if Floyd gets knocked out, I'm contacting his agent. To set up the next match for me, bro. <laughs> might as well, yo, Floyd, you get knocked out, bro. You might as well just move to Iceland. <laughs> and, yeah, if you get knocked out, you got to go back to the homeland, man. For real, for real, for real. But also, Chad Ocho Cinco, he ends up on the, on this fight card. That might be another reason for that. I might watch because. Chad Ochoa, that's one of my favorite football players, bro. So if he ends up on this card, because this is this is gonna be this is gonna be a train wreck either way. So like, why yeah. not be a train wreck by adding one of the most controversial and most popular figures in NFL history, and Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson? Now, just be now like, that you mention it, I might I might pay to see this train wreck. You see, <laughs> money team, hire me. You see how you see how I was able to convince this dude just like that to order this fight? Man, but like, I'm telling you. Oh, that's your boys. If, if Mayweather doesn't hit the mat once, I want to refund. Nah, that's, that's definitely. all. <laughs> bro, if he hits the mat, that's going to set us back a, a quarter century. If he gets knocked out, that's going to set us back a hundred years. He can't show his face in the United States that anymore. Like, yo, if we, if anybody thought like, the public <laughs> the public screw for Nate Robinson was bad when Nate got knocked out as Channing Crowder say booty in the air. If they thought that was bad, oh my god, this happened to Floyd, bro. He'll never live, especially 50 Cent. 50 Cent ain't gonna, ain't gonna let him live it down. No, 100%. He's definitely not, man. But uh, who knows, man? I personally think that Floyd Mayweather should, he should have taken this fight. I think he should enjoy the fruits of his labor, but. I can understand, you know, why, you know, some guys, when they're in the limelight for that long, they kind of, they love the thrill of it. They can, they cannot imagine life, you know, without, they cannot imagine their life going on without, you know, seeing themselves on TV, seeing themselves being talked about during, like, sports shows, debate shows, stuff like that. So, I could see it that way. But yeah, I, I think he just wants money. Fuck all the thrill of that shit. He just yeah. wants that money. But speaking, but speaking of athletes that have a hard time walking away or admitting when it's over, that brings us to our next topic for today. Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols was recently designated for assignment by the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. 
You know, this season he played about 23 games. He's been 198 with five home runs, 12 RBIs. This past season during the COVID season, he's been 224 with six home runs and 25 RBIs. And his last full season in 2019, he played 131 games. He batted 244 with 23 homers and 93 RBIs. He signed with the Angels in 2012. And um, so basically, this is supposed to be the last year of a 10-year deal. He spent the first 10 years of his career with the Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals, I should say, and the back end of his career with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So um, with with that being said, as far as his numbers go, he had a Hall of Fame career for sure, 298 career batter, 667 home runs, over 2,100 RBIs, 3,253 career hits, which is 12th all-time. He's fifth all-time in home runs hit. Do you think he should call it a career at this point? Yeah, 100%. Um, like you said, he's had a Hall of Fame career. He's an icon in the uh, world of uh, baseball. And this goes for any uh, athlete pushing 10 years in in the uh, the sport that they play. Hang it up. Just hang it up. There, there's no shame in calling it quits early and enjoying the year. Oh, and the, the most surprising thing about this is he still thinks that he that he got it. Like he can be an everyday player, and you're not. He can't. He can't. And you're not an everyday player for the for the Angels. You know, like they, it's not like they have a a grandma deaf at first base or DH. Right. You, know, so like, you can't get on the field for nothing. Come on, man. Like, like you yeah. said, there's no shame. There's no shame. It just. You know, I mean, like, hey, like, I'm not the player that I used to be. I'd rather, personally, if it was me, I'd rather people remember me for my greatness rather than remember me as the, the being like a, a, what's the phrasing? Um, a shelf of my old self, something like that? I don't know the phrasing. Yeah, shell shell of my uh, former self. Yeah, shell of my former self. So, I was like, just call it a career, dude. I don't want to yeah. see any monkeys. I, I think that goes for any uh, person who's a pillar of their uh, preferred uh, career or something. Look at uh, Eminem. Dude, you should have hung it up five years ago. Oh, we going there. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Eminem. I love Come on, dude. I can't. I don't really know that many Eminem tracks like that. I ain't going to hold you. All right, come on, don't don't front now. Don't front. I'm don't, not don't act I'm like not. Oh, Eminem, Eminem, who's that? No, don't Eminem, Eminem is too emo for me, bro. <laughs> it's like he always sounds too emo? He's too emo for me. He's too that's that's like the number one reason I hear within the black community as to why we don't like Eminem. Oh, he all he does is scream white like, mom music or I'm white like, stepmom music. Oh, I hate my stepdad. Which was actually a fire song, by the way. But that's all I hear. Oh, he, he's too white for me. Come on, it's man. Not, it's not that. It's not that for me because um, there's some white rappers that I like. Oh, don't put me on the spot. Right, I was about to say name two because <laughs> I can name three that I like right now. <laughs> don't do that to me now. But there, there's some. There's some out there. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. But Eminem was definitely not one of them. He's because I'm like, bro, like, who made you? Like, I like I said, like, you had a rough life and shit like that, like, growing up at Amount, 
blah, blah, like shit, like home life wasn't good with parents and all that. Like, I get that. There's plenty of people that could relate to that, I'm most sure. But I'm like, God damn, like, bro, you, do you got to be angry at just about every song? How is that any different from what any other rapper does who screams about the same uh, sex, money, drugs and shit? Okay, at least but... he's talking about killing his stepmom or his stepdad. And that's not crazy to you? <laughs> like... No, it's definitely not crazy because yeah. I want to Oh, yo, my yo, God, that's yo, this segment is where I just went left. See, we can't even say on top of baby. See, we really see. I'll try to get baseball three. Nah, because you pissed me off when you said you don't even know Eminem's song, and then I said you probably don't even know, know couple, five white rappers. Like, I know a couple. All right, Action Bronson. I like Action Bronson. Action Bronson. That's who you yeah. go with. That's my logic. Nf Yellow Wolf. Come on, man. I got, I, I think I got a Yellow Wolf track or two on my Spotify playlist. A track or two? Yeah, but actually, Bronson. Every white boy knows how to rap, okay? Action Bronson, that's my dude. That's my dude. Okay. I fuck with Action Bronson. But anyway. <laughs> We're getting off the topic now because you're getting me either. I don't, I don't, I think I don't even know a few Eminem songs. Come on, man. You know don't do Eminem like that. Yo, let this. I'm sorry, Major League Baseball. We tried. We tried. I tried to get y'all some coverage. Oh, see- damn. I, I forgot we were talking about baseball. Next topic. <laughs> fuck, it. fuck it. Fuck it. We're going to keep going with this, man. We ain't going to fuck up the flow. All right. Just retire, man. Just retire. <laughs> they off the banner. It is what it is. Pools, just call a career. That's it. We tried, man. We tried. But goddamn, bro. Like, But, you know, since, since we here, since we on this, try to convince because I convinced you to order try order this Floyd Mayweather fight. Try to convince me as to why Eminem should be like an artist I should listen to. Fuck should it, be an artist that you listen to? Yeah, it's wordplay, storytelling. Have you heard this song "Darkness"? Nope. Uh, it was off his um his last album. I ain't hear it. The listen last, to that. The last and track then we can I come back to it. The last track I heard from Eminem was that commercial joint he had with Rihanna. And even he almost... Oh! Oh! <laughs> I gotta blame you now. I'll go get you a text. Yeah. Well, no wonder. <laughs> Wait, no. He said no wonder. No wonder what. You talking about a 2000 and... What is it called? Love the way you yeah, man. Now, now it has to be 2011 some shit. It'll definitely in, in the 10 decades, in the 2010s. I, I mean, I don't even know what to... Listen to Darkness. That's the only thing I can say about it. If you want to convince somebody to listen to uh, Eminem about his storytelling, his wordplay, his lyrics, uh, and production, and... Um, I miss D12, man. And producing... Listen to Darkness. Though. That's random. That, that was random. I miss D12. I liked him in D12. I never liked him with D12, but that's that's for another podcast. <laughs> man, but man, we we gonna make a music podcast soon. Man. We got to we got to have this conversation. But he just whines too much for me. I'm sorry. I I can't. He just whines too much. I I can't take that depression. In oh, I'm sorry that I don't want to hear two chains rapping about the same two chains and about. Throwing stacks on a girl at twenty four seven. First of all, he got six chains now. 
No, nah, but but he wants too much for me, bro. Speaking of someone that wants too much, that brings us to our final uh, main topic for today: LeBron James. You see, how, you see how we just smoothed this transition out, man. Like, like we we here with it. Don't worry, we're gonna come back to that Eminem <laughs> wants too much. Don't worry, I'm not gonna let that go. We here with it. now LeBron's Lakers. They've basically been rambled with injuries this season. LeBron, he's basically resting with his sore ankle. Dennis Schroeder's out right now. AD was on a minutes restriction, but he had his best game last night. But that said, Andre Drummond, you know, he has his situation, his injuries. But the Lakers, they're tumbling. They went from the top seed in the West to they now dropped to as low as the seventh seed after they lost to the point of Trailblazers last night. And if the season was to end today, the Lakers would basically be in a play-in tournament meaning that they had to play the Golden State Warriors and had to beat the Warriors to hold claim to the seventh seed in the West. So, last year, last year, LeBron James was in favor of the playing tournament. Uh, March of 2020, I remember the time with, like the Memphis Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Sacramento Kings, the Phoenix Suns, all these things, they were all in, in the conversation to make the playoffs. And the Lakers, who were the top seed in the West at the time, LeBron James like, well, you know, like, if it's, like, about 10 or so games, left, you might as well just let these teams duke it out, you know, it's for the right to get in. Fast forward, 14 months later, now that the shoe is on the other foot, LeBron James is like, well, whoever came up with this player tournament concept needs to be fired. So, as you can see, LeBron James, he changes, like, the weather. <laughs> like, you never know what you go get. You might get a sunny day. You might get a cloudy day. Right now, it's, it's cloudy for LeBron the Lakers right now. So, with that said, are you in support of the NBA playing tournament, or do you agree with, with LeBron's sentiments? I, 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 I think I'm going to have to agree with LeBron's James statement. Really? Um, I, I feel like a, a playing tournament is unnecessary. Um, it's just a, an excuse for the NBA to milk more money out of their players that they already do. That's my stance on it. In terms of the Lakers falling so hard, I mean, they won two of the last 10. God damn, like, man. man. <laughs> When's the last time LeBron was a seventh seed? Never. And Never. I don't think LeBron ever been lower a LeBron team. This is what I say LeBron because, like, LeBron just – in his mind, in the eyes of his fans, LeBron is the team. So, like, at, Le- at the lake, if, if a LeBron team does well, LeBron did it. If LeBron team doesn't do well, oh, it's the team's fault. So, I would say, like, the last time, Le- the lowest seed LeBron ever was was the fifth seed, I believe. And that was yeah, yeah, the year yeah. that they went to the finals against Golden State. That was his last year in Golden State, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's – I mean, it's I, I don't even – I don't even know what to say. It's a new challenge. It's, if I was him, I would embrace it because it gives him a narrative. It gives him a narrative. We all know LeBron James, he loves his narratives. He loves 100%, his narratives. yeah. So imagine like a high with LeBron James with a bum ankle. He basically said that uh, those around said that his ankle would never be 100% for the rest of his career. So you add that, your seventh seed must have to, have to play a play-in tournament. Okay, so you got that. 
most likely you have to end up playing either the Phoenix Suns or the Utah Jazz or the Denver Nuggets, whoever case may be in the first round of playoffs. You're not going to have home court advantage for, for any series along the way. Imagine you go through all that, you still make it to the finals to possibly play the Brooklyn Nets or your Philadelphia 76ers. I doubt it. <laughs> you know, let's just let's see if it happens. You know, so just imagine that. Like, you got so much things stacked against you and you still manage to pull through and get to the finals. That would be a, another feather in your cap, I would think. So why wouldn't you not embrace it if you're LeBron James? Yeah, I, I think it's – yeah, it, it would be a great narrative to take a seventh seed and win the, the NBA Finals. Um, But I think it's – his team's just been riddled with, like, injury too much. And I don't think – What team both, has it, though? Yeah, and I don't think both – AD and LeBron James are going to be 100% to make it through. But I, the overall topic that we should be talking about is the schedule and how much a toll it has taken on players. I mean, look at Zion Williamson. He just went out uh, last, I believe, last night or uh, two nights. Yeah, last night. Yeah, man. And it, it, it just takes a toll on all the players and for Adam Silver to can try to condense and get 75 games in under four months is absolutely astonishing and not in a good sense. It's not about that dollar, man. It's not about that dollar. They don't care about us. <laughs> so that's why I see this playing tournament. As Michael Jackson, the, the great Michael Jackson, he said it best. He said, all of us, they don't really care about us. And they don't, the league, they don't really care about the players the way they claim to. They try to get right. that money. Like, like, they even forced the All-Star game on the players. All the time, yeah. was like, no All-Star game. Then, boom, we're having an All-Star game. And LeBron James bitched about that, too. He's like, uh, I'm going to, like, physically be, like, just like LeBron. Uh, I'm going to physically be there, bro. But, um, I'm not meant to go be there. And they still won the game. He didn't play that much, but he still won the game. He still has an undefeated record as a captain of the All-Star game. So, honestly, like, LeBron James, like, he just set up a narrative at this point. He's trying to act like he's dismissive of it. But my biggest issue with him is, like, basically, even though it probably was tongue-in-cheek at the time, who knows? It, no, it actually, it wasn't tongue-in-cheek because he said it with, like, a serious demeanor on his face. But um, the fact that you could call for somebody's job because you do not like a certain rule now that it's unfavorable to you and your team and your career, that's bush league in my opinion. Like that's just something that you just don't do. You can't call. Yeah, I, I I can't agree with that uh, statement that you made. Especially when you're on record as supporting it last year. Like I have the quotes right here. I'm gonna read. Um, this is a quote from from the Twitter of Sean Haken. Said LeBron in late March of 2020, you got Portland, you got Memphis, New Orleans, and Sacramento tinkering around here. So there's five or ten games left. Why not those guys battle it out? Make them play each other all five games. It's about five games. So basically, like a five game, well, yeah, like five. I don't know if he meant like a five game series or just like everybody just play each other, like do like a round robin tournament or some shit like that. Fast forward 14 months later. Whoever came up with that shit, meaning the NBA playing tournament, needs to be fired. So, like, what changed? I'll tell you what changed. The Lakers are no longer a top two seed. They're not a top two seed, but we all know that when healthy, 
they're still the best team in the West. So I don't understand why he's complaining. Do you? Yeah, I, I think he just sees it as um, another reason for trolls to come and attack him. I, I, I don't. I'm not really sure LeBron James gives a damn with the trolls say or he, he really don't. To... He really don't because. <laughs> I remember, like, a couple of days ago, he was, like, he put out a tweet, like, saying, like, could anybody recommend, like, a great gaming chair? You know, shout, by the way, speaking of gaming chair, please like, share, subscribe to this channel here, the Tuck Podcast Network. You have other podcasts you can check out, such as Tuck Talk, and we also have the Gaming Chair Podcast, you know, so the fact that LeBron didn't mention the Gaming Chair, I just, I just had to throw that out there, shameless plug. But, um, you know, after he mentioned that, Everybody like in his mentions, like, yo, like, how can you be worried about a gaming chair right now when we're about to like, most likely be in a playing tournament? <laughs> like, where are your priorities? He's so, probably thinking of moving on to the uh, recent success of Twitch. He's thinking about pre- either that or he's thinking about, you know what, man, like Space Jam about to come out a couple of months. <laughs> I was trying to start focusing on the rollout for that. You know, speaking of Space Jam, like, uh, did, you, did you see the first one? Yeah, I've seen the first one. Okay, I'm, so I'm black. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you you're black, man. Yeah, here you are trying to like convince me of like watch and listen to Eminem and be shocked that I don't listen to Eminem. Let's not get into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and ask your question. All right, man. But um, what are your expectations for the um sequel to Space Jam? I know this is a sidebar. It's not, um, it's not like what did you expect it for? I think it's a good idea. Um, if anybody else was going to make a sequel to Space Jam, it would definitely be LeBron James. Oh, he's um, definitely the right one for it. Yeah, 100%. I like the new in uniform. Terms, yeah, yeah, I think they're really good. Um, in terms of oh, and let me make let me mention this to all the people who's hating on. The new uh, character design of Lola Bunny. How embarrassed are you? Yeah, I'm like, come on, like, it's a cartoon. <laughs> How embarrassed are you? They're like, they toned down her sex appeal. Like, really? So what? You want a fucking cartoon bunny? Like, <laughs> how embarrassed are you? It looks like those dudes on Reddit that be drawing up these little. What is it? What yeah, with those dudes, like these little like. Japanese sex they toned food. down her sex appeal. It's a fucking punch. We don't even know her age. Exactly. But um back to the I, I think it's I think it'll be a great family film. Um for people like me who like watch sports and like our age and our demographic. I don't think we'll enjoy it. Mainly so because it looks too cheesy. Like it has that Disney Channel cheese plot feeling. The first one was that too. No, but the first one was actually good. It wasn't cheesy. TV shows and movies nowadays they have this this need to try to show the audience how funny they can be or how over the top they can be, and it just doesn't work. 95% of the time. Um, based on trailers alone, and based on uh, Don Chio's character and the way he talks, will probably be one of the cheesiest and cringiest things I've watched in that movie. It's 
it was such it's such a cop out to have him as a game villain or master of the universe. It, we know Don Chill is better than acting like that. I wonder how much he got paid for that actually. Um, but I mean, you got to dumb it down for the kids, though, man. You, you yeah, know. that's that's and that's what I'm saying. It 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 has the feeling. My biggest of a Disney Channel type storyline, but just on a larger scale. My biggest problem. And that's fine. It, it's probably not for us. I just don't it's like what they the did. To the, I just don't like what they did to the monsters. I mean, they had they had to modernize it. Um, but I, you, know I, I, you got Damian Lillard looking like an android out here. You got Clay Thompson looking like um, Johnny Flash. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, like, is Jane Lillard not an android? He's a, he's a robot. He is, like, um, is he not an android in real life? I mean, I guess he's pulling up from the logo and come on. But come on, they got they got my man looking like C3PO in this. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo. Then you got Diana Tarasi, she's in it, and then they just ruined her likeness. <laughs> like, <laughs> So like, come on, man! Like, there's just so much going on with it, bro. So, I don't know, yeah. but I'm I mean, definitely... like, I, yeah, I'll definitely check it out from a standpoint of just I, I think LeBron is great in what he does. Um, so I'll definitely check it out, but in terms of looking for meaning in that film or like death, I expect to find none. Um, like I said, it's more of a family friendly film. Something that you take your kids out to say, hey, LeBron James is in an animated movie, something like that. Um, you have a few laughs, uh, try to forget about the cringiness of it all, and just keep pushing. Yes. But yeah, I'm definitely not looking for anything. But we'll get play. back to, but get back to death. The Lakers better make sure that they have their death in check, you know, <laughs> because it look like they're gonna be being be playing the playing tournament, you know, just to bring it home. It look like they're gonna be in a playing tournament. As far as like, I think the playing tournament is a great idea. I'm definitely in full support of it because for a team like the Golden State Warriors, now the Warriors, everybody respected this upcoming season that Steph, Clay, Dre, Andrew Wiggins, the whole crew. Then Clay went down all season injury, you know, playing ball, working out all season, you know. So we're going to get to that with our two minute drill, similar situation, similar story. So I, from a Warriors perspective, the player tournament might be a good thing because, like, they have a lot of young pieces. The rookie James Wiseman is out. Steph's been killing it, playing at MVP level. Draymond's been one of the best playmaking bigs all season. You got Wiggins, you got Kelly Oubre, Jordan Poole, and, and them boys. So I feel it would be a great – I think the player tournament would be great for them. You know, granted, right now they are the eighth seed. But if I'm the go to – Playoff season, experience. Yeah, for playoff experience. So if I'm a Warriors fan, most likely – and no, most likely we're going to get – bounce down the first round if we play like a Utah or the Clippers or a case may be. But to win a play in tournament, that could be like a big boost for the team. Like, yo, like with stuff like hey, like we got all these young pieces, but we are actually accomplished something. You know what I mean? Right. I even feel like Knicks fans, Knicks fans are thinking like, yo, like I just want to get in a play on tournament. Let's see what happens. Now they're in the top four, top five in the East. You might not even need it. New York, New York looking, looking promising amazing. right now. Oops. I have to go catch a game out there, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I'm, I'm gonna definitely try. You know, I have a story about massacre on my history. I'll say that for like a future episode. But um, shout out to my people that still work at MSG, man. Shout out to y'all. 
Well, I'd definitely love to go to the next playoff game for sure. For, I'd definitely love to go to the next playoff game. But um, as far as support, like, um, are you in support of the player tournament or you basically agree with LeBron? I'm not sure we actually answered that question yet. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's unnecessary and it's just a crap uh, cash grab. I'll just leave it at that. It definitely is. It definitely is. But you guys, COVID kind of fucked up a lot of shit. <laughs> so, like, you know, NBA had to, had to uh, uh, squeeze in three days worth of All-Star Weekend events on to one night. So, it happens. And that but, turned out horrible. But on the, in the media side of things, it, everything went smoothly. But yeah, I'm most sure if the Philadelphia 76ers was in that playing bubble, you'd be all for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know Washington Wizards fans like with Russ, how he's been playing, like they 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 in full support of the playing as well. I know Scott Brooks most definitely is because you know that playing tournament can save his job. But I'm all for the playing tournament, bro. But let's get to a two-minute drill. Unfortunately, I we do not have a two-minute drill graphic for today. I forgot to upload that, but there's been some news with the as far as like the NFL and the NFLPA. There's some beef in the sense with Juwan James, white tackle for the Denver Broncos. He was working out during the offseason, unfortunately, towards Achilles. And now there's been talks about his money might not being guaranteed for this upcoming season, how his contract should be voided. Now, Juwan James, uh, he's uh, opted out of the 2020 season. He was a covert opt out. So. Basically, the franchise, the Broncos, we missed out on two years worth of productivity from them. So, do you agree with the owners as far as like uh, salaries such as that? Like, if you get hurt during the offseason, like, you should not be compensated? Or, or are you on the side of players and then the fact that, hey, like, it's our job to stay in shape during the offseason? You know, we, I said, we're going to work out, we're going to run, you know, we're going to do like little scrimmages, stuff like that. So, where do you um, fall on that? Uh, well, first, um, I think. The way the NFL went about uh, handling the situation after the news broke out about uh, Jawan's injury, um, to send a memo to owners and coaches, uh, basically remind them, like, hey, man, look, you don't have to pay these people if they get injured off site. Just remember that. That that was such a shitty move, and I'm glad the National Football Players Association called them out on that. Um, I, I, but personally, I don't think I don't agree with players uh, not being compensated. Well, I let me rephrase that. I side with the owners in the issue, mainly because if you get hurt off off site without any uh, uh, professional um, professional supervision, um, I don't think you should be paid, and especially if you miss the whole season. Interesting. Okay, but let's say if it was your, your favorite player. Oh, <laughs> let's say if it was like why you always gotta bring my Philadelphia teams into this. You know, because I got I got I gotta test, you know, the validity of your of your statement sometimes. Okay. You know, I gotta see if you're really about that. So let's say right if this was Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. Rookie tenth overall pick, supposed to be like you know a nice great receiver. Let's say he's running three, he's running eight miles. <laughs> he's running eight miles, right? So, right, that went over your head, did it? It probably did. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like I said, I 
I got the vaccine today, so I was a little disappointed. That went right over here. I said you run eight miles. That that good. Good. <laughs> all, right, all right, cool. Fuck it. All right, so he's running eight miles, and then let's say he trips over a rock or something, right? And then he just twists, no, fractures his ankle. Now he's supposed to be, most likely be like out possibly like six to eight months. I know that's kind of extreme for like a fragile ankle, but just work with me here. And he signed his rookie deal with the Eagles. Let's say it's about like 40, 30, no, 25, 30 million, something like that. And the Eagles like, you know what? I don't want to pay you. I don't want to pay you. And then basically like you, like that pick right there is just null and void. You will have no first round pick. Janet Hurts, he's just going out there with Jalen Riga, JJ, Arcega Whiteside, and them boys. As an Eagles fan, would you still be in support of that? Not paying the players they get hurt during the all season. Uh, yes. Um, you full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mainly because he hasn't played a uh down yet. Um, we're talking about Jawan Taylor, who hasn't played a down since the, what, like 2019, 20 uh, early 2020? 2019, 2019, 2019, yeah. Yeah. Um, you you haven't played a down for us for two seasons, and we're supposed to pay you. All right, let's let's switch over to basketball. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's say this is Joel Embiid. You know, okay. he's the MVP. Let's say right, like he's running. You know, you know how Joel Embiid could be so tall. Let's say he's at like a Meek Mill concert or some shit, right? And he's right dancing, before the playoff. Right before playoffs, he's on stage, he's dancing, and then he just pops his knee on some. You know how Embiid does. And the Sixers, like, you know what? Like, for the simple fact that that um you got hurt. Outside, you know, our doors, our facilities, stuff like that. We feel like, you know, we should have to pay you for the rest of the season. You know, so yeah, how uh, if you're Joel LB and you're a Sixers fan, and the franchise say that about your star player, your franchise player, knowing how that could most likely set him off, and he'd be like, you know, and be like, you know what, fuck this team. I might go to a new one. I want to play for the Warriors with Steph Curry. You know, he's on Team Under Armour. That's my guy. You know, let's say something like that happened. <laughs> he just felt like How that. might be impression? Was that a good be impression? That was pretty good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's say that happens. As a Sixers fan, would you still have the same stance? Yeah, um, and it's funny oh, that you mentioned what? that because <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because that same situation happened uh, a couple of years ago. Um, actually, kind of, uh, he was dancing at a Meek Mill concert with his shirt off. Um, but he was supposedly supposed to be injured, I believe. Uh, then video got around and it was like, and everybody was mad. Like, why are you dancing? Like, you tear your your uh right. your heel again and. and you're done for the season, stuff like that. So, uh, if if a person has played a significant amount of, if a person has played a significant amount of, uh, well, excuse me, that vaccine getting to me, man. <laughs> but um, if they have played a significant amount of the season, then yes, I do believe they should pay whatever they finished. So if you played your first half of the season and you get injured at a Meek Mill concert, then you should be paid for just that season. You shouldn't be paid for your whole contract uh, that you're obligated to. Interesting. Interesting. But overall, no. I, I got to agree. You you got injured at a fucking concert. Like, okay, but... Uh, you know uh, you, you got the playoffs coming up. No, like, 
You shouldn't even be at a concert. You know, you stay home, you rest. Okay. You take but, it easy. Okay, but in the case of Juwan James, you're supposed to take care of your, your body during the off-season because that's why they have off-season condition tests. And sometimes if you fail those tests, is you gotta be looked down upon within the organization. So most most likely what he's doing. That's he's why. Well, LeBron James spends one point five million on uh, R and R. Jawan Taylor should have spent two point zero million. Jawan James. Okay. <laughs> uh, man, you take I, care of your body. Is I, I I lose this one. I lost this one. I lost this one because I thought I'll be able to like convince you, but all right, cool. Like oh, because at the end of the day, you didn't play for two seasons. And you get injured off site, and you want me to pay you for doing what? You ain't do shit. Uh, I'm just saying, like, if this is like, let's say, for if this is like Ronnie Stanley or like uh, Orlando Brown, somebody like that, just like a top edge long also offensive lineman, this wouldn't be a topic of discussion. I think the fact that he sat out during COVID, I guess he still had to pay him for that as well. And on top of the fact that now you get hurt during the offseason. It would most likely be missing out on two years of productivity from you. I guess that's where the problem comes in at. But I think certain players get certain privileges. You know, you have to be a, that upper echelon to get away with certain shit. So yeah, like LeBron James, you get away with a whole bunch of shit. Because this, yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll see. So when, get when, when you're like the face of the uh, the franchise or an organization, um, and people always say, "Well, why do LeBron get these calls?" And like, why are they not calling him? Because he's LeBron James. He's the face of the NBA. So with that, it comes like special like privileges where the refs and staff are willing to give you more lean way into things. But yeah, Joan Taylor not to, you ain't getting that money, not for me. Oh, James. See, Juwan, you don't have a word that this man pronouncing your name right. He keep calling you Juwan Taylor. But how oh, you pronounce it? Yeah, it's Juwan James. Juwan James. Juwan James. Yeah, not Juwan Taylor. But hopefully, okay. but hopefully, if there is a Juwan Taylor out there, hopefully that you're watching the Out of Bounds podcast. Hopefully, you subscribe to the Tuck Podcast Network. Also, remember to like, share, subscribe to the channel. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and um, iHeartRadio. Hopefully, soon Apple Podcast. I know it's every episode, but they tripping right now, so hopefully we can work that out. Apple, hint, hint. Well, um, yeah, but, yeah, for sure. That's an edit. <laughs> That's an edit. <laughs> but right now, we're at the point where we're trying to plug ourselves, man. Let's get up out of here. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, you can find me at uh, Donnie's friend right below D period zero O O. I mean, zero N N I I E. Tell you, man. <laughs> That vaccine got too fucked up. All right, but, uh, yeah, de- definitely check out my uh, interviews. Uh, I interviewed uh, Tommy Duport a couple of days ago. And uh, no, wait. No, Dan interviewed Tommy Duport. Interview. Well, we that yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, I'm going to take a nap after this. You fucked up. All right, y'all so, yeah. Like- and y'all can find me at Liddell the Fashionista. Uh, everything right there, title, everything like that. Also, you can follow. Also, on the add me on the True of Culture IG page, so you can also reach out to me as far as any interview inquiries, business inquiry, whatever case may be. You can reach me there. And as for Mr. Noel Austin, our Kyrie Irving, he was unfortunately couldn't be here because he's out burning incense and he's getting ready for Sunday choir tomorrow. <laughs>
<laughs> so that's so that one. Yeah, so that's that with him. But you guys, y'all saw him on the Tuck Talk podcast last week. He killed it. So um, shout out to you, shout out to no, shout out to everybody a part of the Tuck family. And we'd love for you to be a part of the Tuck family as well. So if you enjoy this conversation and you want to be like our Joe Hash for like a segment or two, feel free, you know, to like drop your name in the comment section, email address. I'll see you in the link that we go debate with your boys, you know. So be a part of the Tuck family for like a segment too. So with that said, y'all, hope y'all enjoy the rest of your day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And um, yeah. Oh, shit. It's Mother's Day? Yeah, Mother's Day tomorrow. Oh, damn. (laughs) 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 No, that's the person who's being the foster kid. You you just, that shit goes to to the wayside. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought that shit was last week. All right, yo, we all, we all, all that's the right. best way to, to end this shit. All right, we all, we catch y'all next week, y'all. I got it.